Okay, I am so excited to get into today's episode because bedtime routines are my probably my favorite piece of skincare advice. I know that sounds weird, like as an esthetician, I should be suggesting certain products or skincare routines, and we'll get into that today, but really, like having a solid bedtime ritual that you follow every night before you fall asleep is hands down my favorite piece of skincare advice. Let me explain why. Sleep is so important to skin health, and that's because during deep sleep, your body heals and detoxifies itself from the inside out. So it heals your body on the inside, and that reflects in your skin. And just as important to sleep is spending some time before falling asleep, preparing your mind and body to relax so that you don't get into bed and stare at the ceiling for hours, and that is called good sleep hygiene. I'm sure we've all heard of the term good hygiene, which is, you know, keeping yourself clean and, you know, not nasty, but there's also such thing as sleep hygiene, and that is the habits that help you consistently have really good, high-quality sleep that's not all interrupted, where you're not laying in bed for eight hours, but tossing and turning or waking up in the middle of the night and not able to fall back asleep. Because there is a difference between sleep quality and sleep quantity. How you prepare for bed influences the quality of the sleep that you have going forward for that night. And that's what I like to call a power down hour. I learned this when I was in school with Health Coach Institute. I'm not sponsored by them, but I learned a lot from them. So I highly recommend that if you're interested in learning healthy habits, especially as far as nutrition goes. But I digress. Back to what I was saying, power down hours. It's what you do for the hour leading up to the time that you want to fall asleep. That might be kind of confusing, so let me break this down. So you basically figure out what time you want to wake up and how many hours of sleep you want for a really good night. For example, I want to wake up at 6 in the morning and I like to aim for 8 hours of sleep, so I need to be falling asleep by 10 p.m. That means my power hour is between 9 and 10 p.m. I don't want to be still up doing stuff at 10 p.m. I want to have my head on the pillow drifting off into dreamland. So power down hour is the time dedicated to getting ready for a good night's sleep. And everything going forward, I just want to say, is just a guideline. I'm not saying that you have to do all of these to get a good night's sleep. Just find what works for you and ignore the rest. There are, however, a few definite guidelines for a power down hour, and some of those include no more eating and drinking during that hour. You want to give your body that time to digest, sorry, digest, so you don't have to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night, which will disrupt your sleep. And you want to have your body mostly done digesting before you fall asleep, because if it isn't, that is going to prevent you from getting into deep sleep because your digestive system is still awake. You also want to turn off all technology and put your phone away. I know that that's very hard. That is something that I very much struggle with, but it is really important that you try to break that habit of laying in bed scrolling through your phone because the blue light from your screen tricks your brain into thinking it's daytime, even though it's the middle of the night. And so if your brain thinks it's daytime, it won't release the hormones that'll help you get sleepy. And that is what leads to insomnia. So you may be tempted to get on, but please try not to. Oh, another reason is because 
let's say you're watching Netflix or Hulu or you're scrolling through social media, instead of just falling asleep or like relaxing into bed, you're going to probably be tempted to watch one more episode or scroll a little more because it's designed to keep you engaged. That's the whole point. Uh, something that does help with the, the inclination, if you will, to reach for your phone or grab your laptop is to charge your electronics overnight somewhere outside of arm's reach if you can, maybe at the foot of your bed or somewhere just not on your nightstand. Ideally, if you can even get them out of your bedroom, that is pretty much gold standard. Okay, now that that's all out of the way, let's talk bedtime routines. I do want to make one small thing clear, um, and that is that I use the words routines and rituals interchangeably. I know some people prefer one or the other, but I don't really have a preference. Uh, for me, I actually like the word routine, but that's because I'm a very regimented person and I work best having a blueprint, like a specific step-by-step -step to follow with really everything I do. I mean, I literally create routines in my head for any task that I take on. Uh, just because my brain likes having a blueprint for everything, but that's just me. Um, on the other hand, rituals, you know, ooh, rituals. It sounds so special and magical. And I know that there's people out there, some people who may be listening right now, who avoid certain routines. As soon as you say the word routine, it might sound like chore. And you'll want to avoid it because it's something that you have to do versus rituals, it's something enjoyable and special that you get to do. So with that mindset of bedtime rituals, you may be more likely to follow through because it's something to look forward to. Does that make sense? All right. So with that said, let's get into bedtime rituals slash routines, whichever word you prefer. The first one is setting up a relaxing atmosphere. So you may like to light a candle, uh, preferably something with a really nice relaxing scent like lavender. Um, I also really like sweet orange or lemongrass, but I know those can also be kind of energizing. So something that smells really nice for you. I love the smell of chamomile. So if I have some chamomile tea heating up and I just get to smell it, that's really nice and soothing. You can also light a, or turn on a diffuser if you prefer that way. I really love that, especially if you're maybe sick or you don't want a flame that you might forget to turn off in the middle of the night. A diffuser with some calming essential oils is lovely. To also set up a relaxing atmosphere is to turn off most of the lights or dim their brightness if you have a dimmer switch. Otherwise, for me, I mean, I don't have a dimmer switch in my little apartment, so I try to, once my power down hour starts, I like to turn off all the overhead lights and switch to only lamps because they have a bit of a softer light. And oh, my sister, I'm so jealous of my sister and for this. She has a Himalayan salt rock lamp and I want it so bad. But she lights her, she turns hers on at night and it just makes this really calming relaxing vibe to her bedroom. It's kind of similar because it has this orange light that looks a lot like almost like a campfire, which if you have any experience like sitting around the fire, it's so cozy and chill. But there actually is a scientific reason for that. Uh, like I said earlier, blue light is very energizing for your brain. And on the other side of the color wheel is orange. So the exact opposite of 
blue light is orange light and as the opposite effect to energizing is calming and relaxing. The third way to set up a relaxing atmosphere is to play soothing music. Now this one I kind of avoid, but maybe you're someone who likes a little bit of a lullaby, like you like some calming, really chill music and that is what gets you falling asleep. Like I said, you don't have to do everything, just find whatever works best for you and your needs. The next bedtime ritual for your power down hour is to prepare for the next day so that you can fall asleep knowing that everything that you have to do the next morning is already taken care of. So that could be prepping tomorrow's lunch. You could pick out your outfit for tomorrow and have it laid out so it's just ready to go when you wake up. Uh, I like to empty the kitchen sink. I don't like waking up and seeing a bunch of dishes because I'm going to automatically get a little bit derailed. So before I go to bed, I like to make sure that I have an empty, clean sink and it's just all pristine so that when I fall asleep, I don't have to be worried that there's something else that I have to take care of. And now we get into my favorite bedtime ritual. Of course, we have to include this, a skincare routine. I love my nighttime skincare routine. I have a nighttime routine and a daytime routine. So if you'd like me to make an episode uh, basically comparing the two, let me know because I, I totally can if that's something that the people are interested in. But basically during the morning when you're getting ready for the day, you don't have time to go into a full full-on skincare routine and ideally you don't even have to because you've already done it the night before. A really good tip that I learned a couple months ago is to do your skincare routine before you're tired. So maybe not necessarily during the power down hour, but if you can, try to do your skincare routine when you first get home after work. If you know that you're not going anywhere else and you know, or maybe you are going somewhere else, but it doesn't matter if you have a full face on, try to get your skincare routine taken care of earlier in the evening. That way, you're not falling asleep and being like, ah, I'm too tired to go wash my face, so maybe tonight I'll skip it. You don't want to skip it, so try to get it in at an earlier time when it's more convenient for you. That is my, that is, that, oh, that has been a really awesome skincare tip that I recently learned, so. While you're doing your skincare routine at the end of the day, I mean, why not make it a little more luxurious? I mean, you've got the time, you're not in a rush at the door, so if you have the means to, then for sure go ahead, like make it feel like a home spa. I love that. When you are washing your face at the end of the day, I highly, highly, highly recommend double cleansing. So that is washing your face twice, obviously double, but you want to start with an oil cleanser and then finish with a water-based cleanser. Let me explain this one a little better. Basically with the oil cleanse, you are removing all of the day's makeup, dirt, and toxins, just getting all of those out of your pores. And then the water-based cleanser after deep cleanses your skin, like actually cleans it. The first cleanser is only to remove the dirt but the second cleanser deep cleans. If you are someone who wears heavy makeup during the day or maybe has is around a lot of pollutants or dirt or toxins, you might notice a huge difference just by double cleansing alone. And you can imagine just purifying your skin, like really make a ritual of it. Why not? 
This is also the time that you can do a weekly exfoliation and face mask if you want to. Again, weekly. Not You don't have to do this every night. But definitely every night when you're done with your double cleansing, apply your serum. Serum, honestly, to me, is probably one of the more, like, the most important steps because it has those really in con those concentrated ingredients that will target whatever your particular skin concern is. You wash your face, you pat it dry, and then you gently pat on your serum and let it absorb into your skin. And then after the serum is absorbed, you can apply a rich night cream or an overnight mask. So those heavier skincare products, like a really rich, thick night cream, is best before bed because they have all night to absorb into your skin instead of during the day when it might leave your skin kind of greasy and it's more difficult to put on your makeup, but that's that's why it's a night cream. And you can follow it with an eye cream if you have it. Just gently dot it under your eye, and I like to also do it in my temples and a little bit uh, in the space between my eyebrows as well. And my skin naturally tends to be a little more on the drier side, so there's times when it's extra dry, like if I've been outside all day, or if it, especially, oh my goodness, if it's during the winter time, I like to finish all of that with a facial oil, and that'll really hold in all that goodness and like really, really treat my skin so it can get all those nutrients overnight. I like to say that your skin should be looking like a glazed donut before you're going to before you go to sleep. Like that glazed donut is the goal. Oh, and don't forget that whatever you apply to your face should also be applied to your neck. You really want to think of your neck as an extension of your face because there's really delicate skin there that also needs to be taken care of. It's a very neglected area for a lot of people. I just spewed a lot of information. I realized that. So, a summary for your nighttime routine is double cleanser, serum, night cream, and then optional, you don't have to do this, optional eye cream and facial oil, but definitely double cleanse, serum, night cream. Got it? Okay. Oh, and also <laughs> try to remember lip balm and hand cream too. Like I said, your neck is a very neglected area, so are your lips and hands, so treat those as well. Okay, now we can move on to something other than skincare. <laughs> And that something is relaxing your body. So you can stretch, you can meditate, you can do deep breathing exercises, just anything to release stress from inside of your body and get it out so that you're not holding on to tension as you're trying to fall asleep. After you've done that, after you've prepared for tomorrow and you've set the relaxing environment and you've done the skincare routine and you've relaxed your body, now it's time to get into bed and drift off. And I know that's easier said than done because you're not just immediately going to hit the pillow and pass out unless you're really that exhausted. My advice here is to find ways to relax in bed without your phone or laptop. Again, no technology when you're trying to fall asleep. No technology before bed. So some ways I like to relax in bed is to read a book. I love reading a book before bed. I don't get to read all day, so that is really my dedicated time to reading. It can be something educational or it could just be straight fiction because you enjoy it. Another activity that I will always recommend because I think it's amazing and so, so, so beneficial is writing in a journal. So you can write about 
your day, if you like. You can write about something that's stressing you out so you can release it from your brain and get it on paper. You can write about what you're grateful for, what you're hopeful for. There's really a lot. And I do actually have a podcast coming out specifically for journal prompts. If you're someone who wants to get into journaling but doesn't really know what to do once you're looking at a blank page, I got something for you. Something else you could do is work on a craft, like crochet. If you're someone who likes crochet or maybe you want to start trying to get into it, you can dedicate that time laying in bed before you fall asleep to working on your skills. My thing is origami. I know like that's super, super random. Like I am very aware that it's really strange and out of nowhere, but I really like to fold miniature origami butterflies. I have thousands and sometimes I will just lay in bed with my origami paper and I'll fold butterflies over and over until I'm sleepy. That's what works for me. So what works for you? If you are tired and you don't necessarily want to do something like write or read or craft, you can literally just cuddle. Cuddle with a pet, cuddle with a stuffed animal, cuddle with whoever else is in bed with you. I'm aware that cuddling is good for you physiologically, but I'm not super aware of the actual specifics, so I won't get into it, but that is an option. Even if you even if you just have a pillow, just like have something to hold on to and see if that helps you relax. And my final piece of advice as you're falling asleep is practicing visualization. So I like to close my eyes, and imagine what I want for the day ahead or the year ahead or whatever it is that I'm hoping to achieve in the near or far future. And I picture it in my mind's eye as if it's actually happening, what it looks like, what it feels like, what it smells like, which is all of it just really being in that moment right before I fall asleep and my subconscious mind takes over. That is really, really helpful if you're into manifestation. All right, that is all I have for you today. If you have some of your own bedtime rituals that I didn't mention, I would love to hear from you and oh, maybe it's something that I can start incorporating. And if there's anything that really helped you out today, please let me know. I love hearing what is working for you or what isn't helping. So if you have any suggestions or comments, please don't hesitate to reach out. I would love to hear from you. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening, and I will catch you in the next episode.